Good morning, and welcome to today's WGO podcast. What's going on? So, yesterday, talking to a friend of mine, and he used a term called, oh, Jesus, these fucking loud cars. Holy God, so annoying. Loud cars, loud motorcycles. Might be cool to you, annoys and distracts the shit out of me. I mean, goddamn, that thing is a hundred yards away from me, and it's vibrating my chest. Okay, we're we get it. You're cool. Okay. Anyway, it's like people go out of their way to modify to get that sound too. It's like, oh, come on, man, go to the racetrack with that shit. Anyway, whatever. To each his own. <laughs> uh. So yeah, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine and he used a term that I just absolutely loved and I, I got to gotta, gotta play with that for a minute. It says uh, collective claustrophobia. And, and what he meant by collective claustrophobia was we've, we've, we've run, a, run a course as a species. We've run a course and we're... we're uh, we're bored. There's nowhere to go. There's no front. You know, collectively, we feel like there's no frontiers, no mystery. We're kind of trapped on this rock, hurling around in space. And you know, we're uh, exhibiting signs of collective claustrophobia. We're we're freaking out a little bit. We're uh, getting a little, a little squirrely. We're uh, getting nuts. So I'm just getting nuts over it. You know, again, this is in the collective, not everybody individually. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. And I, re- I retort back to him saying, yeah, I mean, that, that is true. We are trapped on this rock. We do some exploration. We do some probing. But the distances of space are so vast that it's not realistic to become an interplanetary species on the scale some of us may be fantasizing about. You know, perhaps we go to the moon, go to Mars. Uh, you know, I'd like to think we could do a little better than that eventually, but right now, in the, in the near term, <clears throat> that's fantasy, right? Not going to build giant spaceships and fly out to other solar systems and other potentially hospitable planets. I mean, it's just it's the, the distance scales are too vast right now. So... So I retort back, I say, yeah, you know, we are, we are claustrophobic. We are trapped on this rock and we are very poorly led. doesn't matter your party or persuasion. We're very poorly led and people seem unwilling or afraid or incapable of asking themselves what, what it is you know, that would work to mitigate this reality of claustrophobia and being trapped. And I say, for a start, we can make it less sucky, less shitty, economically. You know, baseline economic stability. Uh, you know, you've heard me say it a million times, American middle class lifestyle uh, equivalent for all with its housing and security and peace and quiet and private transports and freedom and liberty and all the utilities working all the time and free access to inter- uh, information on the internet, free access to education, you can self-educate. You know, we're going through that transition as a country now, 
where we might be potentially getting away from this mantra that you got to go to sit in a government building all day, listen to somebody yip-yap, some vested interest group yip-yap in your freaking ear all day. No, I mean, we have our computers are in our hands and in our pockets, all of us, even the kids. So, again, this American middle-class lifestyle for all, this baseline, uh, would be a great start to make it less sucky. And related to that are, uh, you know, the opportunities that are, that the marketplace provides in terms of work have these be a three or four hour time commitment in exchange for a, a, a wage or a, or a cost of living price structure that people can actually afford. So, in other words, if you're not going to raise wages, then lower the prices. And, um, hold on, I've got freaking 18 different kinds of noise here. He's built in blowers. Eight o'clock in the morning, cranking up fucking blowers. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'll put pause on that. Hold on. So, oh, here comes a truck, of course. It's just going to be noise central. I'm in a neighborhood walking because it's a great place to walk near where I'm working, and it's just one goddamn loud ass fucking thing after another. So, deal with it. Again, you know, I don't have the luxury of sitting in a studio and doing this with a fancy air conditioning running and a great set of mics and you know, my interface board and put music and some little <laughs> pretend like I'm not stressed about anything. I don't have the luxury of that. And frankly, do you, do you really want to hear another one of those? I mean, isn't that boring after a while? Everybody appears to have their, uh, you know, their, their shit together and perfect and everything's polished and you know, I'm an expert. Aren't you tired of that stuff? I know I am. I had this mentality. Good for you. Good for you. I'm glad you got it all figured out and everything's all perfect and you know, you're not sweating the, sweating the finances of life, you know. Good for you, motherfucker. <laughs> that ain't me. And I suspect it ain't some of you either out there in the audience. So, you know, that's why if you can't support the program, even if it's just get chiming in saying, hey, Jer, you're full of it, or hey, Jer, I love it, or hey, Jer, you know, I can do some Patreon, whatever. Hey, you can support it anyway. Let me know you're out there. It's cool. It's appreciated. It's needed. Gonna do the work anyway, though. It's my inner Jocko. Gonna do it anyway. Anyway, getting back to this collective, collective claustrophobia. It's a real thing. It's a real thing we should be aware of, and that and, and it, its effect on our behavior and our, our tendencies of tribalism and start lashing out and needing to find a boogeyman, and you know, that's the thing. We gotta let go of the past because the past ain't really gonna. Writing wrongs of the past or trying to... Oh, Jesus, here comes this giant fucking 18-wheeler again. What the fuck, man? Let's have a fucking loud noise contest this morning. What the fuck, man? Hold on. I was driving around in circles with this giant fucking rig, making a bunch of racket right in my fucking ear. Oh, Collective claustrophobia. See, I'm cracking too because everybody's just squirreling around. It's getting harder and harder to make ends meet. And so all of this shit starts getting on my fucking nerves too. It's like the, the, the a solution, not the solution. There is no such thing as the solution. But a solution. Make it less shitty while we're here spinning around this fucking rock. What do I mean by that? I want the numbers to work. I want to quit having to scramble, plot, and scheme to make a hundred fucking thousand dollars a year just to have a baseline life. One hundred fifty if you actually want to save any money. 
and you know you can't even take the opportunities of low-hanging fruit stuff right around you because it pays so fucking low you can't even breathe you know and then when you do take anything you know let's say you do take a low-hanging fruit thing you got to trade away so many hours that you're literally going insane especially when you get to a point like where i'm at where you're you know you got a few miles on the odometer you know getting on getting close to 50 years old and you know you you've been around you've seen stuff you've had some success you've had a lot of experiences you've invested lots of time in learning and having uh certain perspectives you know you i'm committed to reading and learning all day every day really all day every day reading two bo- listening to two books simultaneously right now that's not bragging i'm just trying to tell you you know lay out the fucking cards then, then you don't you know you're standing around some slow-paced environment for low wages it just doesn't fucking cut it man you you, you really are miserable <laughs> miserable to the point where depression creeps in and distracts you from doing any kind of good art any kind of higher level work that you know you have to do or you'll, or you'll lose it so collective claustrophobia right it's a fact we are a bunch of deranged monkeys with technology spinning around a rock and we've pushed the frontiers to a point now where we are kind of getting bored kind of getting squirrely as a species and i would offer that we need to do be committed to a few things making the numbers work so you're trading away three or four hours of your life for whatever wage the market's going to pay but that that buys a life it buys an american middle class lifestyle either through some type of stimulus you know backfill uh morning you know some type of Stimulus backfill, you know, universal basic income is what I would prefer. You know, you get, you get, you know, we can even tie it, you know, that if you were on a, uh, a legitimate payroll or you're, you're legitimately putting in time, three or four hours, then you were, then you would be entitled to this UBI. I mean, we could do stuff like that just so people aren't, this is complicated for me because one of the things we're seeing right now is people who are really upset that people get, uh, got some stimulus last year and didn't go back to work. And people are enraged about that. Now, I'm not really enraged about it. I really don't give a fuck. You know, if you want to sit at home and play video games all day and play with your fucking dick, I don't fucking care. And I don't know why you care. What, does it really bother you if somebody's lazy? I don't care. It ain't my trip. It's not, I'm not going to be lazy because I could be lazy. I, mean, I might, I, 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 I would like to trade significantly less time in rat racing to make ends meet so that I have more time to learn, more time to take care of myself, not be so stressed and uptight all the time. And not be subject to, to try to stay awake and guzzling coffee all day because the fucking bored shitless and the, and, the, and the petty bullshit meetings and minutia and just horse shit that we all fucking swim in every day. Yeah, I like that. But, like, do I really care if somebody gets a UBI, uh, universal basic income, and just sits in their ass all day? I don't give a fuck. Why should I? Why, why, why do we, we look, look at nature, okay? What, what does a lion do all day? The king of the jungle or king of the fucking landscape, right? The king animal lays on its fucking ass, chilling out, licking its balls all day. And he gets up every once in a while, runs after, gets something to eat, drinks some water, fucking lays back down. Maybe he fucks a little bit, goes back down, takes a nap. That's what the fucking thing does. Look at any animal in the animal kingdom. That's what they all do. But we're out. We've got to, you know, you're not allowed to have a life or you're, you're you know, su- subject to the harshest of market punishments if you don't go be a slave all day. It's, it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so yeah i guess part of the solution to collective claustrophobia is stop worrying about if somebody else is working as much as you or not 
Are you working because you're driven and you're trying to figure shit out and you're trying to mitigate the boredom of spinning around a rock? Or are you just vindictive and going and hateful of hatred and anger or jealousy towards others and you're worried about what they're doing up in other people's business all day? I mean, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? So, yeah, collector of claustrophobia. I think part of it is you got to make the numbers work. So, folks like myself, and like a lot of you, you trade away some time, you do a task, it's been stripped of all the bullshit, and it's been stripped or uh, minimized the bad leadership so that you're going in, you're actually doing some work, doing the work. And so you can get excited about the work and contributing to the work instead of just standing around going through the motions and pretending like you actually give a damn about something so dysfunctional. Okay, so you're in there, you're hyper-focused, you're in, you're out, you get a wage. That wage is enough through being supplemented with UBI or some other type of stimulus or through, uh, you know, competitors in the marketplace. In other words, knocking zeros off these, these, this basket of goods and services that constitutes this American middle-class lifestyle. So you take that... $200,000 house, now you're talking about $20,000 house. You take that $40,000 automobile, now you're talking about a $4,000 automobile. When you shave a zero off, now if you work that job that pays, let's say, 15 bucks an hour, even though where I'm at now, that they act like that's a high wage. It's bullshit wage. Dog shit's not a living wage. But let's say you get 15 bucks an hour. And you get the equivalent for working... Uh, we'll keep the number straight. We'll, You'll get the equivalent of the 40-hour pay, either through stimulus or UBI or something, That, but you're working 20 hours. So you're going to go put 20 serious hours in, not milling around, not wallowing in some filthy-ass place of business because it's all dysfunctional and disorganized. I'm talking about going into somewhere that's not disgusting, it's clean, it's well-run, it's well-led, because we have a leadership problem in this country on every level of society. We have a bunch of bureaucrats and vested interest groups. Very few real leaders. A leadership crisis. Lack of communication. Lack of creativity. So, visualize a world where people go in. Now they're signing up for a 15 or 20 hour work week. They go in. The organizations are all being perpetually evaluated for better leadership. You're going to receive... And wages, the equivalent of what you would have been if you would have put the 40 hours in. It's just kind of a short-term bridge. I'd like to do more than that. So let's say you would have received, what's the math there, 600 bucks? So you would have received 600 hours in wages. So now you pair, pair that 600 hours of income, purchasing power, not just the numbers, it's purchasing power, against the backdrop of a marketplace that's rendering the goods and services to, to, to market for with a zero shaved off. So your cell phone bill goes from 100 to 10. Your car note goes from 500 to 50. Your housing expense goes from 1400 to 140. Now all of a sudden, the numbers work. People can afford a life and can afford to live and breathe and have bandwidth, time, to either take care of themselves, do nothing, take a nap, be with their families, educate their families instead of sending them off to some government building somewhere, some bureaucracy, some day camp, some fucking childcare shit, you know. Why, why are we going down the debate? Listen to the Democrats right now. 
and I don't think I'm a Republican, just to listen to Democrats. They, they're, ch- they're trying to get budget and funding for child care because they, they their solution is to stuff your kids in child care. They think it's... I, I don't think that's what you need. I think the people that do child care and that like that type of work should be able to have a life for themselves. Right now they're getting paid about 10 bucks an hour, maybe 15 on a good day, mostly 10 which is just ridiculous, right? But if that person can go in and they're going to watch somebody who just for whatever reason needs that service... If the bulk of people don't need the service anymore because there's bandwidth and there's time and resources and the, they can make ends meet and they don't need to stuff their kid in daycare anymore, well, now you get a smaller pool of people that need the service. And the person doing the service can make a life out of doing that service. So it's a win-win. Okay? And then, so the number's working. At least, if nothing else, somebody can just enjoy their life and not be stressed out all the time. So not only do you have the claustrophobic effect... You know, the collective claustrophobic effect that's reality for everybody. But you have compounded on that this horrible economic dystopia that we all accept as like, it's the best we can do. It's pretty good. I like Donald Trump. All this shit. Really? It's the best we could do? Trade away all your time for not near enough money? Not even close? And then then people get all pissed off about, because they had to think about, they're looking at it from their perspective. Well, we ain't in 1950 anymore. I think 1960. This is 2021. We don't really have a choice. If we don't get with the program, we're going to have some serious problems. Don't worry about me clearing my throat. I'll get pussy. So... Making the numbers work, first and foremost. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. That's another good, important part. Because I would hope people would want to sleep and take naps and do things like that and read and think and space out and take long walks and be with their families. I would hope that's what they would do. It's one way to mitigate the burden of consciousness in this claustrophobic reality, which is us spinning around a fucking rock in the middle of nowhere with nowhere to go. You're aware of it. You're conscious of it. Increasingly conscious of it. So the next thing I would suggest is that because we are bored, we commit to perpetual renewal. Because let's face it, looking at dead and dying real estate all over the place and stuff that needs a facelift and landscapes that are just ugly, that could, if nothing else, go back to being green space for the time being, or being a park, or being a field, or being a bunch of trees, whatever. That, don't you think that would be better than a bunch of empty strip malls, run-down-looking shit, offices nobody really needs and uses? It's just a blight on our fucking psychology. Not only on our landscapes, but it's in our, a blight on our minds. This is what we reinforce in ourselves every day. It's like nothing, nothing lasts, nothing, you know, nothing's worth it. You just get in this depression. It's terrible. It's, it, it just amplifies this horrible feeling of claustrophobia and depression and dystopia and nightmare. So, yeah, let's make the numbers work so life is less shitty and let's commit ourselves to ever-renewed environments. If something is run down, tear it the fuck down. Redo it. Let it go back to green. If utilities are not working, fucking redo them. Infrastructure. Let's stop making this a big fight every 50 years and let's fucking keep it going perpetually. I want to see 
swept roads every day. I don't ever want to see or hear about people getting a nail in their tire ever again. Pay attention when you go through an intersection. Look at the little space where no one drives, the little little collective areas. There's wood chips, there's pieces of metal, there's all kinds of shit there. So clean that shit up. Should never see a backfilled storm drain. Should always be clean. If it needs to be repaired or, re- or replaced or the whole thing, 100 fucking miles of it, do it. We're bored monkeys, we got nothing else to do. And if we're organized and we're not so corrupt and have all this rigid, vested self-interest that blocks up everything all the time, we, we could churn faster. Better, faster, cheaper. So you're going in, you're redoing a sewer line, you and a bunch of dudes are going in for three hours today, and you're going to bang in 100 miles of new sewer pipe. You're in, you're out. There's no bullshit. So you're not sitting there in the sun, baking your fucking dick off all day, making a shit-ass wage, dirty, working with two other stinky fucks that don't care about it and are miserable too. Fuck all that. Okay, fuck all that. Really? This is the best you guys can think of? The fuck out of here, man. Collective claustrophobia. Mitigated with making the numbers work and perpetual renewal. And stop worrying about what your neighbor's doing. Who cares? Peace.